0: Hey everybody, thanks for joining again. Just a super quick disclaimer. You might be able to hear it in my voice, but I'm a little bit congested. The tiny humans in our household got a cold and lovingly passed that along to me the night before we were going to a Maverick City music concert. Fortunately, we were feeling good enough and we're still able to go and we're all healthy. I just have a little bit of lingering congestion in the system, so bear with it. It shouldn't be too bad. I did my best to edit it out but enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Renew Your Mind podcast for faith-driven entrepreneurs. We've made it to the last and final episode of this four-part series on the foundations of mindset. We started out with what mindset even is, Then we applied it to goal setting and achieving. We said that goal setting isn't the hard part. It's building a healthy relationship with the goal that's most important. Then we talked about how your mindset around marketing and selling can either prevent you from or allow you to sell from a place of deep love and service as opposed to being pushy and manipulative. And we talked about exit thoughts, the kinds of thoughts that don't lead to the results that you want the ones that cause you to stray off path away from your goal. And we compared them with examples of highway thoughts, the thoughts that future you who's already achieving your goals, the thoughts that they're thinking. And so if you haven't listened to the first three episodes, I highly recommend you go back and check those out, give them a listen, and then come back here to episode four. Today, we're gonna wrap up the series talking about how mindset relates to making decisions around investing in yourself and in your business. So here's the roadmap for today. I wanna open up and share my thesis first. Then we're gonna go to scripture as our foundation. And then I'm gonna share a brief background of my journey when it comes to investing in myself, mainly because it's the most common pattern that I've seen with my clients and with people that I know who are running businesses. And my guess is that many of you will be able to relate to bits and pieces of my experience. Then we're going to move to three common camps or categories or mindsets that people fall into when it comes to investing in yourself and your business. And then we'll close out with some reflection questions. So let's jump right in. Here's my thesis. I want you to imagine a spectrum. And on one end, it's you quitting your business and giving up altogether. And on the other end, you are all in like 200% committed to making your business successful no matter what. And so these are the two ends of the spectrum. My thesis is this, living somewhere in the middle of this spectrum is actually the worst place to be. And I think you should either quit and give up altogether or you should be all in full out committed to making it work. And so To show my cards, my goal with this episode is to move you closer towards being all in on your business. So now that I've shared my thesis, showed my cards, let's ground ourselves in scripture. And I want to use the parable of the talents. So Matthew chapter 25 verses 14 through 30. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's a little bit long, but many of you have probably heard of this parable. It's the parable of the talents and talents here referring To money. But the meaning of the parable expands beyond money to things like how we use our time and our talents and our health. And so here's the the quick synopsis. There's a master who's going away and he gives three of his servants different amounts of money. He gives one five talents, one two talents, and then the last person one talent. And so while the master is away, the one who was given five talents puts his money to work and invests it And he ends up getting five more for a total of 10. The servant who was given two talents does the same thing and gets two more talents and now has a total of four. But the servant who was given one talent was afraid. And so he went and he hid his talent underground. And so the master comes back and basically to the two folks who took the talents and were able to use them to create more talents and to gain more talents... He told them, well done, good and faithful servant. The one servant who is only given one talent, but who went and hid it, the master calls him a wicked and lazy servant. In this parable, Jesus is the master. We are the servants, and he has entrusted us with time and talents and treasures to steward. We know that like the master in the parable, Jesus will eventually return and the things that he's given us are not ours forever. We are simply taking care of them while he's gone. And so it's this image of stewardship. And I want to read a short excerpt from a commentary on this parable that digs even deeper into the meaning of it. And here's what it says. More than just protecting their master's wealth or possessions, a good steward will also find ways to grow and improve it. A believer who sees those things that are borrowed as an investment belonging to God and needing to be returned will be motivated to treat them with care and intention. In the parable, the wise servants knew their master would return and were motivated to grow his investment with the time and the money they were given. Big or small, they made it count, and they were eager to hand back all that they had earned. Fearful of his master, the lazy servant did nothing with his master's money and buried it in the ground. He saw his master as a cruel taskmaster, not as a generous God. He didn't take joy in the promise of the master's return, but instead wasted his time, his opportunities and the master's money. And as a result, he saw no growth and no return. Now, this is not a parable against saving money or being wise and having a rainy day fund for you and your family. But this is a parable about how Jesus entrusted you and me with our time, our money, our talents, our mind, and our bodies, so that we can do things with it and not hide it in the ground while we wait for him to return. And so with that as the backdrop, I want to share about my journey with frugality and investing in myself and the ways that I can really relate and have related in the past to this servant who hid his talents in the ground. I used to be the poster child for frugality. If something was one cent cheaper than its competitor in the grocery store aisle, I would choose the cheaper option 100 out of 100 times. As a kid, I would stretch $5 to get two to three meals at Burger King with my friends. And as a kid, my dad taught me the value of saving. I, I learned this at a very young age when money wasn't exactly growing on trees. And so I didn't really think much of it. Fast forward to when I'm working in corporate, I started a few side hustles and tried a few business ideas out before launching this business full-time, all for less than a couple of hundred dollars. And I tried to do everything in my life, spending as little as possible. When I first launched this business, I did it spending less than a few hundred dollars total. I did everything myself. I built my own website, designed my business cards, all of that fun stuff. And I thought I was being really clever and resourceful, uh, cost efficient, scrappy, savvy, all the things that I heard people use to describe good entrepreneurs. And so it was a point of pride for me to be able to do things for as little money as possible. It was like a game, I had fun with it. And so even into my early adulthood, this mindset actually served me quite deeply. My wife and I paid off over $100,000 of student loans in three and a half years. We kept our living expenses really, really low in an attempt to pay off our debt as quickly as possible. And it's still one of the things that we're most proud of as a couple. But this was built on two things. It was built on my childhood habits of stretching a dollar as far as I could and getting caught up in the financial independence or FIRE community. If you're not familiar with it, it's a whole subculture. There are podcasts and blogs and events and entire communities built around this idea of becoming financially independent, which means you don't need a job to pay your bills, and retiring early. And so when you take those letters, it spells FIRE, F-I-R-E, financially independent, retire early. And in this community, where I spent a lot of time in my early 20s, it's all about decreasing expenses as much as possible and living as frugally as possible so that you can eliminate the need to work to be able to cover your living expenses. So things like couponing at the grocery store, carpooling instead of having your own car, eating foods with high calorie to cost ratio. And please hear me, especially if if you are into that or have been part of that. I am not here to criticize this movement or community. I actually think there's a lot that that community gets right about what it means to follow Jesus and and simplicity. But the reason that I bring this up is because some of you may have been raised in environments where this was the mindset and it may have served you and that's okay. But, and this is a pretty big but, this is not the mindset you want to have as you're looking to grow a business. Again, simplicity is one thing, but frugality from a place of scarcity, I think, is a very different one. I want to put this simply the fastest way to grow your business is not to focus on eliminating as many expenses as you can. I'm all for simplicity. It does not take much money to run a service based business. We don't have a lot of overhead, but the fastest way to grow your business is to focus on and drive top line revenue growth. Where in my experience, the financial independence community almost always focused on decreasing expenses and not increasing income. And for those of you who are a little bit skeptical as to why I would say this is a better way to grow your business, to focus on top line revenue growth instead of only decreasing expenses your expenses can only be so low. You can't go below zero. You're gonna be at somewhere above zero and that's really the lowest you can get to in terms of your operating costs for your business. There is a floor. On the other hand, your income, your top line revenue has virtually no cap. It's basically unlimited. And so if you were to focus your energy on that side of the equation, you're gonna grow your business a lot further, a lot faster than if you are constantly focusing on how can you cut out $3 a month here, $10 a month there. So here's an example of how frugality played out when I went full-time into my business, I legit agonized over decisions like which scheduling software to use Calendly or Acuity, one that was $12 a month or one that was $15 a month. I agonized over this for weeks. I am not exaggerating. I look back at that now. And I realized how ridiculous that is. I spent so much time and mental energy on a trivial decision. I am confident that my business will be a million dollar business within the next four years. And I was agonizing over a $36 a year decision. Those two things don't go together. That was a bug in my operating system. The root of treating $30 decisions like life or death, what was it really underneath the surface? I was living in the middle of that spectrum that I talked about earlier. I was not all in, but I also wasn't giving up. I was somewhere in the middle. I was lukewarm. Then I was putting off a decision to hire a coach to help me grow my business. And this is especially funny or sad, depending on how you look at it, because as a coach, one of the first things that we learn in training by experience is how crazy, insanely helpful it is to work with a coach but I didn't want to invest money in a coach because deep down I was afraid. I was afraid of losing money, afraid of wasting money. If you asked me then if I was all in on my business, I would say, of course, I left a six figure job to do this and to, to run my business full time. Of course I'm all in. But then if you watched me obsess over a $36 decision or saw that I was sitting on tons of savings and not using any of it to invest in the business, you'd walk away with a very different interpretation. Why was I doing those things? Again, I was fearful. What if I run out? What if we end up with nothing? What if the business fails? What if I fail? I wanted to minimize my losses so that if I failed, it would hurt less. The less money I sink into it, the less it would hurt if I failed. And so deep down, it was a couple of things, a lack of trust in myself, a lack of belief that I would ever recoup that money that I invested in the business and a lack of faith in God as provider and what I thought he could do through me. My brain was questioning if it would work out all the time, instead of fully committing to figuring out how to make it work out today. It's a much different story. I'm here talking to you because my mind has been renewed around this topic of investing in myself. I now invest in myself like it's my job because it kind of is my job. The more that I grow, the better I can serve my clients. Now I invest over $20,000 a year in my own growth and development and a lot, a lot of time. Why? Because there is no longer a doubt in my mind that I will take the business to where I think I can take it and that I will become the kind of person through investing myself that I think I can become. And I know that the more that I grow, the faster I can become that person. I know that it's worth it. An investment in yourself accrues compound interest. Growth stacks on growth. And I know that I will see a return on my investment. And so it's an easy decision for me to invest in myself. Those are bits and pieces of my story in a nutshell. But I want to help you gain an understanding of where your mindset might be when it comes to investing in yourself. And so there are three common camps or categories or mindsets around investing in yourself. And typically people fit into one of these three categories and they're not perfect. You might have a little bit of each. You'll you'll be able to see what parts of you are in which camps. But I'm going to talk about them. And as you listen, be thinking about which camp you fall into. So I'll start off with camp A. This is really where I was as I described my past story. This is the camp of I'm frugal. I don't want to spend much. So I do everything myself to save money. The people in camp a are extremely frugal when it comes to investing anything in themselves and in their business, they agonize over which scheduling software to use or the cheapest place to get a logo made or to build a website. They do a lot themselves. And even if they do spend money in their business afterwards, they constantly wonder if they made a mistake. And if they just wasted money. And so the underlying mindset here is I can do it on my own. I don't want to spend too much money. What if things don't work out? What if I fail? What if the business fails? I want to minimize my risk of losing money. Earlier in my business, I actually talked to somebody who is in this camp and we were exploring the potential of working together. And when we talked about what that would cost and what it would look like, which at the time was, I don't know, like two or $3,000. He literally told me, that's a lot of money. I want to spend as little money as possible because what if I fail? Meanwhile, this person was in business school at MIT paying, and this is a real number, $80,000 a year in tuition, which raises another point that I won't dive into. This is a whole other episode. We look at $200,000 in college education as normal, But investing a few thousand dollars in ourselves to improve our ability to make more money and have more impact is expensive. Anyways, the core mindset of camp A is I want to minimize risk of losing money because what if I fail? And ironically, operating your business from the mindset of what if I fail is the mindset that is most likely to lead to failure. Or at best, you don't fail, but you're constantly anxious and fearful and you don't actually have any fun at all. So that's camp A. That's where I used to be. Camp B. Camp B says, you have to spend money to make money. Therefore, if I spend money, I will make money. People in camp B invest in the business, but not in a super intentional way. They constantly spend money on books and courses or ads and certifications or training more training, more certifications, and they hope that by spending money or earning more credentials, it will make them a better entrepreneur and make them be seen as more qualified and cause their business to grow. The underlying mindset often at a subconscious level is something along the lines of this. My offer, my product or service is not good enough yet. If I'm more qualified, I'll earn more business. So I just need a little bit more knowledge, and a couple more credentials, so that people will see how qualified I am to help them. This is the, I'll wait until I have the next certification, or fill in the blank to launch. It's, I'm going to do this one more training, and then I'll be ready. I'm just waiting for my website to be perfect before putting myself out there. And really, if, we, if we're honest, underneath this, it's coming from a place of self-doubt that You are enough and that you bring enough value as is right now. And it's seeking all of the degrees and credentials and trying to compensate for not feeling like you bring enough to the table right now in this moment. And so often people in can't be can often end up with one of two things. Either they never actually find out if they're quote unquote cut out for entrepreneurship because they're still at the starting line. They haven't even begun the race. Or two, they end up with a conclusion that they don't have what it takes because they've put all this money into the business and they haven't seen results. And so it must be because fill in the blank with external circumstances, the economy, COVID, seasonality, or there's just something fundamentally wrong with me. I don't have what it takes. So that's not be. And then there's Camp C. Camp C folks say, I make strategic investments in myself and my business. Whenever I invest, I'm committed to making sure I see a return on my investment. People in Camp C quickly make decisions about investing in in themselves and the business by asking if an investment meets two criteria. How likely is it that I can create a return on my investment And then secondly, will it make my life better or improve my ability to grow the business in the future? So they do the mental math, they make the decision, and then instead of wondering if they made a good investment, they dedicate their time and their energy to taking the actions that make it a good investment. In their mind, it's inevitable that they will see a return on their investment. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And this is the difference between making a good decision and making your decision good by how you follow through on it. And so the underlying mindset here is I know I will see a return on my investment because I'm committed to myself and my business and I'm capable of making that happen. So that's camp C, which begs the question, which camp are you in? If you're in camps A or B, Get curious, what is the underlying mindset? Is it coming from having one foot in one foot out? Where are you not 200% all in on your business? Where are you most hesitant to invest in your business? Accounting software, a website, actually paying for the formation of the LLC with the government. I know there are a handful of you out there who still haven't formed the LLC scheduling software, a coach, the reality is the clients who come to me and are already in Camp C or who quickly move from Camps A or B to Camp C, those are the clients who hit their goals and grow the fastest. When I moved from Camp A to Camp C, that's when my business accelerated. But I want to be very, very clear. This is not just about the money. This is about freedom Moving towards Camp C has been described as a huge weight lifted off of people's shoulders. People experience more fun and more freedom in their business when they're all in and they can just go all out. People show up more consistently and authentically in their marketing. Imagine what it would feel like to let go of that question. What if I fail? Or what will others think? When you are all in committed to serving your people long-term, you stop caring if other people will judge you for what you do, and that frees you up to just be yourself. When you take failure or quitting off of the table, your mind frees up 100% to focus on how to serve your people to the best of your ability. And in addition to freedom, this is also about stewardship. Remember the parable of the talents. To not use your abilities to the fullest extent is like hiding your talents. In the ground. Don't be like the wicked servant. Be like the good and faithful servants. So, to bring us back to that spectrum as we wrap up here, where on the spectrum are you? Are you all in 200% on you and your business? Or are you somewhere in the middle? Being in the middle of that spectrum is the most painful place to be because you're choosing to be in, but you're not giving yourself the full freedom that comes from being all in it's like sitting on the fence I was actually thinking about picturing myself sitting on an actual fence and thinking about how painful that is and how hard it would be to move anywhere when you're sitting on the fence of course sitting on the fence is gonna slow down your growth so please learn from me my biggest regret in my business so far was not hiring a coach sooner I waited five months and I believe that delayed everything that I'm experiencing right now by five months. And I am not getting paid by the coaching industry for saying that, and I'm not saying that you all should hire me, but investing in a business and mindset coach for myself was the single best decision that I made in my business. And it has had ripple effects in my life and in my family's life. My wife no longer needs to work. Now she's able to be home with our kids. We're looking for our next house to live in. I've grown more personally and professionally since starting my business than I did in the previous 10 years combined. All because I decided to go all in on myself and on my business. And the thing that God called me to, to put my money where my mouth is, you are your business's most important asset. You are worth investing in. And I know so many of you have a specific call that God put on your heart, and that's why you started your business. Remember that. You have to remind yourself of that. Keep that in front of you. The creator of the entire universe invited you to play a part in his story. The invitation is there. What's your decision? How would it feel? to fully surrender your business to God today, to say, that's it. No more holding back. I'm not going to hide my talent. I'm in. I'm all in. Use me, God. That wraps up our series on the foundations of mindset. Friends, we are just getting started here. Subscribe if you haven't already come hang out with me on Instagram. And if you decide that now is the time to invest in a coach for you and your business, let's talk. Head to lenahancoaching.com slash discovery. Book some time and together we'll decide if we are a fit to work together. Much love to you all. Share this with a friend who needs to hear this and I will see you next Tuesday we